You're listening to Sunday Worship at Weddington Methodist Church. Find more ways to worship, fellowship, serve, study, and be supported at WeddingtonChurch.org. I invite you to take your Bibles, if you will, and turn with me to that very familiar scripture of Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we'll begin at verse 1 as we hear Luke once again share the Christmas story. In those days, a decree went out from the Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and the family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger." because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people to you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom He favors." When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that's taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Will you pray with me? Almighty God, we are so grateful to be able to celebrate the gift of Christmas, the gift of the Christ Mass the gift of the Christ child. And God, as I stand before these your people, this is your church to whom you are sharing once again the Christmas story. I pray that this would be your message and not my own through the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's Christmas. Such an exciting time to to be invited, just like the shepherds were, to the nativity. On this day, we, the church, we, the people of God, we 
the world are invited to come and experience this amazing gift that God is offering to us. For unto you is born this day in the city of David your Savior, who is the Christ, the Lord. We love to see the baby in the manger. It's that precious gift that we all long for. And there's something there's something about babies anyway, isn't there? I mean, we love babies. Most of us are just absolutely drawn to them. When we see someone come in with a, a child, a baby that they're holding, we want to we wanna take note. We want to see it. Let me see the little one. It happens here at church all the time when people come in. They're carrying their little one. They know, I want to see. They'll turn them around so that I can see the child. It's a miracle. It's a precious gift. As a matter of fact, just last week, Nancy and I, in the midst of all of our busyness with the Christmas season and going to various church events, went nearby here to a little restaurant to grab a quick bite so that we could move from one thing to another. And while we were there eating, there was a young couple who came in with a newborn baby. I assume that the mother had worked in that business because everybody that worked there was coming to see the baby and they were hugging and sharing. But then an interesting thing happened as well. Strangers would come in. People would come in the door just to be fed and to, to eat and dine there at the restaurant. But they would go up because they would see this baby and they would pause and they would look. You could just see them smile. They would comment to the parents. The parents were just beaming. And I'll share with you when we joined them, we wanted to see as well. And, and I watched as my wife went over and she was looking at the baby and she just smiled as well. There's something about babies and we love to get to hold them. If we know somebody well, we, we might even ask, can I, can I hold him? Can I hold her? And, and once we do, we just, we just melt. We hold them so gently. It's one of the things I love about the privilege of doing baptisms is I get to, to take a child and hold them in my arm and to celebrate God's love and God's grace for them. It's absolutely incredible. And if a parent looks at you and says, would you like to hold him? Would you like to hold her? Always hear, that's one of the greatest compliments that you can receive because someone is saying, would you like to hold that which I cherish above almost everything else in the world? Wow. My father, as many of you know, passed away just about four years ago. And, and some of the most precious pictures that we have are when he was holding our daughter Ashley or our son Andrew. We have pictures when we were at Hilton Head as a family together and, and my dad would be knelt down and, and, and he's with my kids as they're, they're feeding the ducks there in the little lagoon. There's something about watching. These are the people that I love together. The people that I love together. And it makes me wonder, do you, do you think that one of the reasons then that God sent His Son into the world first as a baby was so that we would naturally be drawn to Him? I mean, think about that. 
I mean, God could have just all of a sudden had the Messiah appear, the Christ appear. Here is the King of the Jews. Here is the Savior of the world. But we get the picture, we get to experience a baby. What would Christmas be like if the Messiah had just appeared, but not as a baby? I, I think maybe God wanted us to naturally be drawn to a son as we're naturally drawn to a child. And it makes me wonder here on this Christmas weekend, is God saying to us, do you want to hold him? One of the greatest compliments is when somebody asks and invites you, would you like to hold him or her? And as God looks at us, would you like to hold my son? And then God gets the image of two of the people he loves and cherishes as much as anyone else in the world together. It's an amazing thing to think about what God is doing when he brings to us the child. You see, God created us to be in relationship. He wanted to be in a relationship with us. He wanted to share life together with us. God loved to walk, when you read Genesis, in the garden with the Adam, the human being, and Eve. He loved being in fellowship, but, but we turned away from God. We, we broke that relationship, and there is nothing that hurts more than when one of your children turns and doesn't want to be in a relationship with you anymore. That is a painful experience, and God, God experienced that pain, but God never gave up on us. God's desire to be in a relationship with you and with me was so great that God never gave up in spite of the fact that we may have turned away. And, and Christmas is that ultimate time when God revealed just how much He loves us and how much He wanted to be in a relationship. We have that beautiful story of Joseph and Mary. We shared last week about what a special couple that they are. A census was being taken, so they, they have to leave uh, from the area up in the north and come down to Judea, to Bethlehem. And, and while they're there, the time comes for Mary to deliver her child. And the interesting thing that we see is it's a humble birth. We're told that there was no room for them in the inn, no room for them in the guest room, no room for them as a guest in the guest house. No, they found themselves in the lower area in a cave. A lot of times the stable was actually a cave that would allow the animals to go in and the homeowner, the shepherd, or someone would be there at the entrance. So that's how they, they kept them in. And the time came for her to be delivered. You know, I realize there's someone missing from the nativity scene. Have you ever thought about that? You have Joseph and Mary. We'll have the shepherds that are there. The baby Jesus is there. The wise men come. The animals are around. You know who's missing? The midwife. I mean, don't you know, it was a custom during the time that when someone would be 
ready to deliver a child, someone would call for the midwife. Someone would call, who's going to come and, and help the mother bring this precious child into the world? And, and you can just imagine the, the news went out, we need some help. And, and all of a sudden, the midwife shows up and is coaching Mary and, and, and talking her through this, telling her what to do, helping her bring the Son of God into the world. And it hit me, did you realize that that the very first person who got to hold the Christ child is not typically in our nativity scene. But she, she got to hold the only begotten Son of God. And then she was able to ask Mary, the mother of God, are you ready to hold him? To Joseph, are you ready to hold him? Would you like to hold him? What, a, what an amazing invitation. Then I think about the shepherds that are out in the field. Well, what an interesting night they had. It was common that they would be spending the nights out in the field with the sheep. And a reminder that Luke would always want us to know is shepherds were considered the least among the people. They held the least respect. They were often kids who weren't able to do a lot of physical work but could, could help take care of the sheep. But then there would be some of the older men who might not be able to work hard anymore either, but they needed to be with the young shepherds and they had the wisdom of, of where to take the sheep. So it was typically that kind of combination. They're out in the field minding their own business and all of a sudden an angel appears before them and the scripture says, and, and we need to hear it, they were absolutely terrified. All of a sudden there's this angelic being and the, and the angel then says, don't be afraid. I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. And then listen to what's said to you. This is an invitation not only to the world. Yes, God so loved the world, but to you. God so loved you guys. Even though others may consider you marginalized, you're not the most prestigious people, but to you, even you, especially you, is born this day in the city of David, the Messiah, the Christ the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You'll find a child who will be wrapped in bands of cloth lying in a manger. After the angels sing their, their first Christmas carol, all of a sudden the shepherds look at each other and they go, let's go. Let's go see this thing because God really wanted us to know this. God invited us to come to the birth of His only begotten Son. And they arrive there, they share with Joseph and Mary what happened. And I wonder, do you think that Mary might have said to the shepherds, do you want to hold Him? Do you want to hold Him? When we see a baby, that can, can I hold Him? Can I touch Him? And I just rub the little bands of cloth that hold those little legs together, those little arms bound in in the swaddling clothes. I wonder if Mary said, you want to hold him. 
actually tried to see, was there an image of a shepherd actually holding the baby Jesus? After all, God invited them personally to come to see the birth of the Christ child. I just imagine that Mary said, if God wanted you here, do you want to hold him? Do you want to hold him? I, I think there's nothing more that God wants this Christmas than to offer you the opportunity to hold the Christ child. Do you want to hold him? For this is a gift that's to you. I love the scripture in John 3.16 that God so loved the world that He gave His only Son so that whosoever would believe in Him would never perish but have everlasting life. God so loved you. That's the whole reason He did this. And today, there's nothing that God would like more than to see two of the people He loves most in the world, His only begotten Son and you together. Do you want to hold him? When our daughter was born, we were living up in Whittier, North Carolina, which is just outside of Cherokee, the Cherokee Reservation there between Bryson City and Silva. So our daughter was born in Silva at the Silva Hospital there. And, and, and so, you know, we were living about three hours away from our family. So when we arrive at the hospital and we realize it's time you know, our daughter, our firstborn child is going to be born. I, I, you know, as soon as I got a break, I, I went out to make the phone call. And this was before cell phones were, you know, prominent among everybody. So I slide out and I make the phone call and, you know, I, I tell her parents, you know, we're at the hospital, you know, that it's time. The baby's going to be born anytime. We didn't know, boy or girl, we were just excited, we were waiting, and then I call my parents, and I get them on the phone, and I tell them, you know, hey, it's we're at the hospital, and you're about to be grandparents again, I'll keep you posted, and, and so then we go back in, and we're there for a while, and I come back out to update, I call Nancy's family, talk to them, called my parents, they're not home, and I could not believe it, I mean, it was my mother's birthday, but they weren't home. And I thought, are you kidding me? Now, my parents, when my dad was alive and healthy, they didn't stay home much. My dad loved to be on the go, and they would go somewhere. And I thought, I know it's her birthday. I know it's mom's birthday. And, and who knows, did they have dinner plans? Did, did they go to be with friends? Did they go to be with family? What did they do? But you would think if they were about to have a baby, about to have a grandchild that they would be near the phone, and I couldn't get them, go back in. I was there with Nancy, you know, we're getting closer, come back out, update her family, call mine. Nobody answers. And I started getting very irritated. Tried multiple times. Finally, Ashley's born, and, and it's such a precious time, and Nancy and I had the, the precious opportunity to hold our daughter for the very first time. And, and then, you know, when it was, when it was time, I broke away, went back out to the phone, called her family, shared with them the news. It's a little girl, you know, her name is Ashley and she's great and Nancy's great and all is fine. Pick up the phone, call my parents. They're not at home. Still not answering. I'm pretty perturbed at this point and turn around and then I see them walking in the door of the hospital. They were on the road for the last three hours driving from Statesville to Silva. 
we go back to see this precious child. It's my mom's birthday, so now our daughter and my mother have the same birthday, and they walk in the room, and Nancy's holding Ashley, and Nancy looks at my mother and said, Happy birthday. Here's your present. And my mother took our daughter and held her. Christmas. Is God looking at you and going, Happy new birthday? Happy Christmas, the Christ Mass. This is your present. This is the Savior of the world. This is your Savior. You want to hold Him?